This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. And I'm excited to let you know that as myself and John Breach and Ryan Wilson recap a Thursday night football game between the Falcons and the Panthers, in which the Falcons won 25 to 17. Obviously, the Falcons covered. They were dogs and the under somehow hit. You can actually watch all of these podcasts, every single Pick Six podcast, not just on YouTube where you can watch it. But on the CBS Sports app, in the biz, they call that OTT. That means what, Ryan? Over the top. I was hoping you would say off the table. Yes, it means over the top. It's like a secondary screen situation. In the CBS Sports app, if you bring up the drop down and go down to video section, there's a whole pick six pod area. If you watch this podcast and you consume CBS Sports, the app on any type of device, throw your boys a bone and go watch a couple episodes on the video OTT version. It will help us out. It will make us look good. Our bosses will be like, how are these guys so popular on the internet? It's amazing. By the way, and of course you can get the app at any of your favorite app locations. Like, do you, I mean, is there anybody who doesn't have the CBS Sports app? That would be crazy. Right? Out of us or anybody listening? No, we like can't anybody, talk to like, like, it's a great app. It is a fantastic. My wife, who only follows sports about 20% of the time, she gets all her sports information from the CBS Sports app. And my I didn't even make her do that. She had it before I met her. My That's a good place surgeon. to get it. <laughs> uh, look, it's, it, it's an awesome app. It's the best for tracking scores during games. It's the best for news updates. And it's, you can watch us. So go get it. Falcons 25, Panthers 17. Matt Ryan was a top fantasy performer with 17 points, also equaled by Curtis Samuel. Didn't see that coming, as my son likes to say. Charles, uh, was it Charles David? Charles, no. Who was throwing out? Who hit Teddy Bridgewater? You know, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, it, was, it was Charles Harris. I was waiting Charles to see if you're going gonna to interrupt me again. And yeah, you did. I, I so Charles, Charles Harris. Charles Harris. Sometimes I sometimes you know I get a little spacey and I forget things. That includes you um, keep talking. You keep talking though. That's the weird thing. That's what I do. You should see my brother. He really keeps talking. Does he have his own um, podcast I can listen to? Yeah, no kidding. It's called Two Brinsons, One Cup. <laughs> um, but this game was threatening to be entertaining the entire time. It was never good. They scored early. I have no earthly idea how the under came in. This this would have been a smash over. They kicked a bunch of field goals. Nobody could execute in the red zone. Todd Gurley is slow as molasses and washed up and playing in his home state. 
Shout out Tarbra. And the Panthers looked poorly coached in a way that we haven't really seen from Matt Rule since earlier in the season and were very unimpressive. They weren't prepared for the Falcons' blitz at all. The Falcons' defense sucks. How are you not ready for that? How did you? How do you not scheme against a possible blitz? Throw short routes to your playmakers. DJ Moore wasn't involved until late in the game. I, I mean, not I, not a very impressive effort from the Panthers. They kind of stink at home on Thursday nights over the last couple of years. I know it's a new regime, but geez. Well, I think the big thing here is that me and millions of people at home tuned into this game for the sole reason to watch the Falcons blow a fourth quarter lead. And that didn't happen. That was kind of a letdown. I'm not going to lie. They tried. And the Panthers wouldn't let them. God, they tried. Todd Gurley going out of bounds third down in the fourth quarter on a pitch plate but four they, days after he scored they it. only ran it so he would burn clock and he went out of bounds. Like, are we going to get like a, a NFL films mic'd up where it cuts to Matt Ryan? He's like, all right, listen, just, just make sure you stay in bounds. And then Todd Gurley sprints left. You think Gurley just thinks like it's opposite day? Like he actually celebrates that? He's like, Go out, go inbounds and go out of bounds. At least the touchdown, you understand. You're being selfish and you're getting your touchdown. Like, what does out of bounds get you? He wasn't even trying to score the touchdown. He fell down. Like, how? I just, I don't well, know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could argue that Todd Gurley was like, eh, I kind of want a touchdown for my stats and my contract. This and is imagine, like he just ran out of bounds on a two yard pitch. Imagine if the Falcons would have lost. That literally have been a talking point for the rest of his career that he, he cost them two games within four days. It would have been insane, but they didn't lose because, like you said, Brinson, the Panthers were garbage. Yeah, yeah. Young Hoku missed an extra kick, an extra point to make it an eight point deficit. Young Way. Young Way Q, sorry. It's, it's, you are a, uh, pessimist when it comes to Ty Gurley. He has currently scored eight touchdowns, which leads the NFL. So why don't you accentuate the positive? That's fine. Todd Gurley looks like somebody's holding his legs when he takes a handoff. He has no acceleration whatsoever. It is weird watching him because, you know, like you're saying, Ryan, he's scoring all these touchdowns because they're down by the goal line, but he barely averaged, what, two and a half yards a carry? It's amazing that he didn't play the entire second or third quarter because he had, he played on 70% of the snaps last week and they had to do a workload management. They're one and six. And they're doing a workload management thing on a running back on a one-year deal. That's and Brian Hill good. looked better. Brian Hill looks better. He's just better. And they're just dead set on feeding Todd Gurley because he's played college football at Georgia. That's all it is. Brian Hill has two functional knees. Brian Hill uh, had 11, it, 11 carries. I mean, it's not like they just leaned on Todd Gurley. I don't think they're playing him because he went to Georgia. I, I will say, well, I will say this. Um, Stephen Chia made a good point. Stephen Chia of Barcelona Sports, I believe, who is a uh, – Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, I think. Um, good follow on Twitter. Smart guy. He pointed out, and I agree with him, that Raheem Morris, the, the Falcons should probably be 3-0 and into Raheem Morris. Oh, my God. Here we go again. No, I'm not saying that they should. the Falcons should hire Raheem Morris. I'm saying that someone should hire Raheem Morris. He you and Breach every week say that the so-and-so team that has one win should have four wins. I get it. They should, but they don't because they are terrible. They're a terribly coached football team. They have players that make stupid mistakes. They could be, yeah, sure. But, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys could, could be five and two or whatever. They're not. 
I'm saying that someone should give Raheem Morris a look at some point this offseason. He was a head coach with Tampa and did some good stuff. The only reason I don't agree with that, I mean, obviously it's true because if Gurley doesn't score a touchdown, they win. But using that logic with the Falcons is tough because Dan <laughs> Quinn could have been 6-1 and one very easily before he got fired. He, he'd been there for or, five or four years. And one. He could have been 4-1. Raheem Morris got, got jammed in a Josh Freeman situation. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that we look. There's every time we write a coaching candidates post, there's four guys. It's like Josh McDaniels and who else? Like, oh, Dabble Sweetie, and I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like, Eric all I'm saying is that Eric Eric Bieniemy does deserve a look too. Vance Joseph, Todd Bowles, and I think Raheem Morris deserves a look as well. You don't have to be some white quarterback who played for Andy Reid or coached under Andy Reid to get a head coaching look. Raheem Morris was a good head coach in Tampa Bay. He's better than people think, and he's doing good stuff in Atlanta. So give him a look. He's young. Yeah. He's like younger I mean, than me. He's coached three games. You know, like they could lose out. So I think I, he's doing a good job so far. That's They're playing harder true. for him than they were for Dan Quinn. Okay. I, I mean, that. yeah, just settle down with the. the They're I mean, two and one. Who'd they just beat? I mean, who did they lose to? The Bears and the Cowboys? Yes, they did. Wait, wait, okay, well, all right, fine, whatever. Let's talk about the game. We don't have to talk about Raheem Morris. <laughs> really weird pushback from you guys. That's a weird hill to die on. No, it's it's only three games. Raheem Morris could be awesome, and he could be a right. guy they need to hire. I'm not saying he's... <laughs> Sounds like you're saying he's Vince Lombardi. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's what, exactly. That's... That is literally what I was going to say, but I almost said Bart Starts. <laughs> that's what I heard, Bart Star. <laughs> I was going to say he's not Bart I heard it coming. I was just trying to say Brinson. I saw his, the B moving in his mouth, <laughs> which you could have seen if you're watching OTT. That's right. All I'm saying is that give Raheem Morris a look. So to the game, I think this might signal the end of the Panthers' fun little flirtation with the playoffs. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What are you mad about, Ryan? I'm not mad. I know you're just waiting for me to say something so you can interrupt with something stupid, so I wanted to make sure that you were getting to take a sip of water before I could talk. Go ahead, take the sip. <laughs> so I water, talk. first of all. Yeah, I'm just trying to make you look good. Uh, my issue started with, uh, the Matt Rule decision. With a bunch of limes. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> you, you are, you are, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Debo in advance. Brinson, you are such a <laughs> It is unbearable. We're five days away from the most important, important day of our life. And you That's, are, uh, right, right. The NFL I'm trade writing deadline. in Brinson. I knew that you were worried about the NFL trade deadline. That's what it is. The trade deadline has me on edge. <sighs> That is but, that is what's going on, isn't it? But uh, the real the real concern. Of... I'm just going to keep talking. You can talk, and this will be a horrible listen for anyone trying. to will just turn it off. So if you <laughs> if you want to interrupt me, just keep going. That's fine. I'm not going to quit talking until I make my point. For me, yeah, there you go. You muted yourself. I love that. Uh, which you can see if you watch OTT. For me, the turning point was uh, in breaches giggling, which is also good. When Matt Rule decided to uh, punt at fourth and three, and he got called up by Troy Aikman, basically saying analytics says this is an idiotic idea. So Matt Rule hears that through his headset. Uh, brings the, the offense back out there, and they run an idiotic play up the middle, and, and Mike Davis gets suplexed three yards behind the line of scrimmage. I, I like the idea of going for it, but the, even the notion of punting there was stupid. And going back to Brinson's point about Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris kicked a field goal on fourth and one from the two-yard line on the very first drive, which was also supremely idiotic. And that alone would give me pause about giving that man a job on a team that was one and six going into this game. That's, in a word, stupid. So, Two dumb mistakes by two young coaches. They can certainly overcome those things. But you think at this point in the proceedings, at the highest level, you're, you're not making sort of Mickey Mouse mistakes. Those are great Real quick. And Greg also, rules why defense. the game went under. And Greg rules defense. It was fourth and one, I believe. Matt rule. 
<laughs> Matt Rule. Who's Greg? <laughs> I have, I knew a Greg Rule when I was younger, and I just stuck in my head. Now, that was a weird sequence, Ryan, because Troy Aikman is not known as a anal sure. like a like a stand for analytics, and he's like, you know, the analytics. Joe, say so you gotta go here, which was his polite way of saying, why is this guy trotting out the punt team against the work, like one of the five worst defenses in the NFL? And then he's like, David Tepper knows an analytical guy. And as soon as he said that, it was like the punt team like sprinted off the field. Um, Matt Rules caught some flack from Panthers fans for some decision making so far this year. He's been really good the last couple of games, I think. 65 yard field goal, maybe accepted. And that was the number one. Worst coaching decision per edge sports uh, of the of week seven. Wait, which one? The kicking the sixty five yard field goal. Oh right. Yeah. Wait, how was that the worst decision? Well, the I, I, don't, I don't. You tell me, Breach. How many sixty five yard field goals have been made in the NFL? Zero. How many fourth and nineteens have been converted? But again, if Joey Slice hit, if Joey Slice hit a sixty five yard field goal in practice and has proved that he has the leg. <laughs> Then you kick it fourth and nineteen. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that I entirely agree. I'm just telling you what Edge Sports, their win probability statistics say, was the worst decision of the week. Um, I w- the other one. They're down eight. It's twenty-five seventeen in the fourth quarter. They had another fourth and five at midfield, and they punted again. And the, they stopped the Falcons after a first down that was a disaster where Brian Burns got Matt Ryan, but there's defensive holding. So the Falcons got a first down. And I, I get it, man. You want to give your defense a chance? You're read the room, Matt Rule. <laughs> You're playing the Falcons. Brenton, maybe he was following, had a guy following you on Twitter. Cause as you pointed out to that point, the Panthers had not forced a punt in two weeks. They haven't so, forced a, did they force one? They did force one. They did they force, force one, one after that was their, their first no, one no, 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 but, but they, they forced the punt after their punt where you're saying he should not have punted. Right. So he, he's saying there's no way we're getting to stop. If we go for it and don't get this, the Falcons are scoring a touchdown. It's game over. Our only shot is to pin them deep and hope for maybe a turnover because they had gotten a turnover earlier because they don't force punts. This team just doesn't force punts, which is not a trait you want to have in an mm-hmm. NFL team. It's a, it's a, it's a defense with a lot of really nice pieces. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin. Yito Gross Matos, those guys are going to be good. Shaq Thompson is a good player, but they're not good right now. It's not a good defense. You can run all over them. Now, they knew the Falcons were going to be super conservative and run up the middle, and they did mostly, and they were able to get the ball back. But then the offensive line for the Panthers is horrible. Mm. Well, that, and they're not blocking anyone. To your point uh, that you mentioned coming into this thing, I've never seen so many free blitzers rush up the middle uh, on what were five-man blitzes, and sometimes less than that. So I give Teddy Bridgewater a lot of credit. He hung in there. He took a ton of hits. He came back in after that cheap shot from Charles Harris. That was off. Yeah. Charles Harris got ejected for that, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't understand what goes through your mind as a player when you do stuff like that. I mean, a lot of times these hits are bang, bang. We get that, but that was not that. That was, that was dirty. Uh, but yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is really good. Um, he can't do it by himself right now. He's sort of having to. They're, they've lost three in a row. And I, I would imagine that. C-Mac, as I like to call him, Christian McCaffrey's coming back next week. We'll see how much difference that makes. Unless he can block people, I don't know if it's going to magically fix this offense. Uh, or unless he scores seven touchdowns because he's coming back against the Chiefs. Which would still be one less than Todd Gurley. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, the Falcons aren't good. They're not going anywhere, but they picked up a big win here. I guess it 
helps and matter. Is it, is this a good win? Do you want to win these yeah. games if you're the Falcons? Ask Arthur Blank, who was on the sidelines looking like he was ready to kill himself because he knew they were going to blow that eight point lead. How about his look? Puffy jacket underneath corduroy vest? Arthur. Hey man, that's that Home Depot money. <laughs> that is, that is some hot fire, bro. Um, they only had a hat on backwards. I, I, Panthers are, I, I think the Panthers are a better version of sort of what we expected. Yeah, they got three wins, but they lost three in a row. If they ended the season with five wins, I wouldn't be surprised. They use in, in the season with in, in the season with seven wins. I think that would actually be amazing at this point, right? Well, I think they kind of five and a half. So yeah, to start the season had that element of surprise where nobody knew what Matt Rule was going to do in the NFL and and what kind of system the Panthers were going to run. And you get a few weeks in now. There's a lot of film on you, and obviously there's been film on Teddy Bridgewater. And now it just seems like teams are like, all right, we figured it out, and your defense isn't that good. Good luck. Let me ask you this. Let's say that, uh, and this is not uh, in any way, or let's say for, for whatever reason, Marty Harney steps away from the Panthers. And you have your choice. You can either go to the Atlanta Falcons. You're, you're a, G, a potential GM candidate. You can either go to the Atlanta Falcons and pick your head coach and and run the Falcons organization, or – you can take over the Panthers and work with Matt Rule. Which would you pick? Who is the GM right now? Oh, Marty Herney. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm probably going to Marty Herney, who has been hired, fired, hired again on an interim, interim basis, hired full-time, been in the hot seat, and then retained. Who would you say, Breach? I'm, I'm probably going to Atlanta. I just I wouldn't be oh. comfortable if I'm a general manager going to – I think Matt Rule, what do you get, a six-year contract? Yeah, it's a long deal. So he got, and it's worth a ton of money. So it's not, you know, I know that David Tepper's rich, but I don't think he is going to be firing him like three years into that deal. And so you're, you're locked into your head coach. And I don't know if I want that for well, five years as a general manager. Let me put this to you, Breach, as I always do when we talk about kickers. If you're taking the Falcons job, who's out there besides Raheem Morse? <laughs> Jason Garrett. And, and Eric <laughs> Bienemy. Eric Bienemy is, is, you know, at the top of the list. We don't know how, good or bad coach he is he's done really well under Andy Reid but we said that about Doug Peterson so we don't know but so who who would be your top three targets Marvin Lewis <laughs> that's right. not even funny Marvin Lewis might be the next coach of the Brian Bengals. chuckled Marvin Lewis might coach the Bengals next year pal <laughs> this is not a Bengals podcast not an Andy Dalton podcast <laughs> I think I would take the Panthers job it, you have to be comfortable with Matt Rule obviously and you have Teddy Bridgewater for two more years even if you have a high pick, you can contemplate taking a quarterback. So you have a little leeway there. The Falcon situation is a little more tenuous because you don't have a coach. And how much longer are you hanging on to Matt Ryan? Right. You can't really cut Matt Ryan this offseason. I think if you come in, I mean, it's great that you get your pick of head coach. I'd rather take. I don't know if that's great because again, who are you get, who are you taking? And I know they're like, like, Josh, whatever, Josh McGinnis, I get that. He sucked in Denver. He hasn't had a head coaching job since. So even if he's quit on the Colts before he started, I mean, quit on the Colts before he started. You could steal Joe Brady away from the Panthers. You could, but again, I mean, what do you? I would feel more comfortable with Matt Rule, who I at least have a body, a year of work on to know what he is and is not capable of. And he's done some good things. I mean, again, he blew the the fourth down call, but Jim, every coach does that. Jim Zoki mentioned that Joe Brady thing today on the Panthers pregame show when I was on with him doing my weekly hit with the Panthers here on. Uh, some That's a humble brag sound drop sound. That's yeah, like. still a humble brag, yeah. You need, no, you, um, need a, you need a sound drop for that, excuse me. But I think that Joe Brady dream died tonight with the Falcons. Eh. As you pointed out, he's, they he's 30 years old. But where did he go to college? Does anyone know? William Mary. 
Oh, interesting. And young coaches I was, I think can't succeed. Panthers, we know that because of Sean McVay. Where'd he go to college? The Miami. Yes. I think the Panthers are a slam dunk if you're picking this. Not a slam dunk, but I mean. They're not about a slam dunk. They're, I mean, let's see. Yeah, I think you have a better chance. I think Matt Rule is probably a good head coach. He, that's what, that's, I will agree with that. And I, I, I like think, the idea of building with Teddy for two more years if you have to. You have a quarterback who you can work with and the defense you can is going to be better. Quarterback. Their defense will be better sooner. The, the Falcons basically have to roll with Matt Ryan. Julio Jones is not a spring chicken either. Although uh, we didn't mention this, by the way, but Calvin really got hurt early in that game and didn't come back. And that's his foot, his foot or ankle or something. It didn't look great. So we'll have to wait and see about that. So that, that isn't a long-term issue. But just I mean, the rest And of if we were betting whose defense will be better over the next three years, Panthers or Falcons, I would put a billion dollars in the Panthers. I would take any any bet you want over the Panthers. Tell yeah. me the terms. I don't care. I mean, just, You're not give an argument for me on that. Reach likes the idea of not being tied down to Matt Rule and likes the idea of hiring his own coach. And well, I'm, I'm I, yeah, I think you, that if Reach you're a general manager, like Zach Robinson with Andy Dalton as an offensive coordinator. Ah, uh, it's Zach Taylor. I messed up <laughs> your coach. Taylor. You messed up my coach. Uh, uh, unless I wanted you to hire the PFF guy or the ex quarterback. Ah, I gotcha. Oh, that, that, that's a, that, that's Debo's guy. That's a quarterback. No, he's, Zach Robinson's a, a real person. Jeff Rule doesn't exist. Greg Rule. And he does exist. He's Breach's friend. He's like, Breach is like, Breach is like in a laboratory piecing together a Frankenstein of Greg Roman and Matt Rule. <laughs> Greg Roman. I'll hire him if I'm the Falcons GM. And by laboratory, Boom. I mean your basement. By laboratory, you mean lavatory. Yeah. Nice. All right. Anything, do we talk about anything else? It's- this game, Loki. This game is a perfect. You said Loki, Loki. You don't need that word, that adjective to describe. This, this game, game sucked. This game was a perfect appetizer for the absolute dog crap we have left on the primetime slate. No, 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 no. Week nine. Do you know what the game is next week? Don't look. Don't, don't look. Me. Breach. I'm not looking. Hands it's up. Bengals. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint. It's not the Last year. This NFC team got whooped twice by this team, even though everyone. It's Packers. Packers. It's the Packers. 49ers. That's a good game at 49ers. That's, not, that's next week. I'm talking about the rest of this week. Oh, yeah, no, talk about week eight. Thursday night games. That's what I thought you meant. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, we have Sunday night football is Eagles-Cowboys. Debo will be excited about that. And then Monday night is a Buccaneers-Giants game that may or, not, may or may not be played because of COVID. And then Tuesday night, I don't know if you heard about the primetime affair on Tuesday night. Huge yes. battle it's, uh, royale. Biggest ever. It's huge, biggest, biggest ever. ever. What is the, the biggest? Fox, the Fox promos of the election are incredible. They're like, they're awesome. Tuesday night doubleheader, Trump, Biden, we will be there to break it down. <laughs> what is the biggest name that could get traded by the trade deadline on Tuesday? Do Will Fuller. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The Ravens should trade for Will Fuller, but I think that the Packers are, have been mentioned as a possible destination. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> or... Uh, the Patriots. I want the Patriots to trade for Will Fuller and Adam Thielen. I want the Cowboys to do something crazy because look, they suck, but they're not, they have two wins. They're pretty much in first place. They're half game out. So, and if they win on Sunday, they're in first place. They don't need by to the, mail it in. Make a crazy way, trade. If, if you like to plan ahead, we'll be doing a, um, Tuesday trade deadline podcast. So put it in your calendar. If, if you guys could compare the Falcons, Panthers game you know, to a you piece. Know just slashed me to promo that. To a piece this of how it be a weird, Brain melt. And by the way, it is sad. It is really, 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 really sad when Breach is 
has this, he's so desperate for his own personal reputation of picking Super Bowl teams. He has bailed on Andy Dalton, wants Ryan Fitzpatrick in Ryan Dallas. Fitzpatrick. So the Cowboys can possibly make the playoffs. He'd be like, you know, I picked the Cowboys to make the playoffs in 2020. You know I'm on the Fitzpatrick train. I hope, I hope the Bengals trade Joe Burrow to Dallas Cowboys for a second round pick. <laughs> Just so Breach can win. <laughs> what is that? Breach, Breach is like, uh, Breach brought, the Breach brought is self-aware. He's pulling trade. Oh, but I asked you guys what Halloween candy would you compare the Falcons Panthers game to? Oh God, I did that Three thing last years. year. I wish I'd kept that. You know, I, I ranked it the Oh candy. my God, did we go, we went for like an, what night was that? Was it, it Halloween was, night? It was around there because I had a top 10 list and I went off. That was a hour and a half podcast where we only ranked Halloween candy. I can tell you that I was not there because I was like, Hey guys, you know, as always keep this pretty tight. And then I, I get back and it's like a 103 minute file. <laughs> and that's where you guys ripped me for comparing Lamar Jackson to a payday. Debo went trick That's or treat and came back and got a got a trick. Fantastic comparison. I will say that I actually I think that this game, Falcons Panthers, is a Milky Way. Where you're like, because you're like, oh, I, I kind of like the construct of I love what we're talking about. This could be a shootout, high scoring affair, fun Thursday, sneaky fun Thursday night game. I'm gonna try this, and then you take a bite and you're like, this sucks. That's pretty good. I like the Milky Ways. I think for me, it's like it was like pixie sticks. Like it's this little thing and you're like, Oh, this could be good. And then you open it, all the powder gets everywhere. And you're like, this sucks. I'm over it. You I'm trying to find it. I, I need a list of, I'm going to go with, uh, or fund it. I'm going to go with uh licorice. Licorice sucks. Licorice sucks on the outside, sucks on the inside. Going in, you knew it sucked. You take oh, a bite. No, no, it was 52. no, no. Licorice is like Cowboys Eagle Sunday night. No, I want to see the train wreck. That is the Cowboys. So I'm looking forward to that train wreck television. So what, Candy is that game? Uh, that's that's like, pop, that's like pop rocks. Like the, you know what's going to happen, and then it gets even crazier once you 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 take it. Or like a warhead. Head. Never had a warhead. Never had a warhead. Mm-mm. Or it's like you, you will. Know, yeah, they they can't do these anymore because of you know COVID. And I don't know if people did these anymore, but remember you go like you go trick or treating and like you run to that one house like some that grandmother had like done a big thing of popcorn and put like a bunch of like popcorn in little paper bags. Oh yeah. You can't, You're like, you, can't what you, you gave me like eight kernels of popcorn. Are you kidding me? Like what, a, what am I doing out here grinding through these houses to get candy and you're handing right. out popcorn. You couldn't do that 40 years ago. Cause I remember my dad, my dad was like an alarmist about everything. He would say, razor listen, blades. razor blades. That was, that was the one I'm like, if you're it's making like, the we popcorn, get we get it. You watch Fox news, dad. You're, well that, yeah, that, not back then. I don't know what he's watching back then, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. So watch out for razor blades, kids. We had a uh, no one's going trick or treating, Ryan. We had a uh, a family in High Point that did a they had a soft serve ice cream machine. Now that's money. Yeah, you can't put kids razor would blades in soft serve soft serve ice cream. Lined up for like a block and a half. You'd have to stay. It was like going on like a Disney World ride to get into the Covington's house, which is the Colors house. One of the two. You were like, I remember exactly what it was like. Lined up outside their house around the block. And you have to sit there and wait your turn to go get some soft serve ice cream. You, you know what would be soft, soft serve ice cream? Margaritas. Are kids allowed to drink that? What's the deal? On yeah, Halloween? Yeah. Is it legal? You can drink, um, Charlie Temples. I don't think I fully understood just like, I, I think in hindsight, like my dad was probably slamming beers all the entire night on Halloween. Of course he was. What do you think he's doing? I didn't what do you think until I started do? being a dad on Halloween. <laughs> it's great. I was like, well, this is great. You're like handing out candy. The only way you're going to survive the night is pounding. Yeah, I, I do not. 
like passing out candy. I'll be honest with you. So I'm, I'm sort of okay. With it. I don't no. think I've, I don't think I've done it. Yeah, because my wife takes used to take the kids anyway, walking around the neighborhood. So I would stay there because I don't. I definitely didn't go walk around the neighborhood. It's just weird, like seeing people you don't know and giving them stuff. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right with that. Brenton, do you hire a guy to hand out your candy? Seems like something you would no, do. Just throw a bunch of crappy candy in a pumpkin and toss it on the front porch and turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. That's yeah. <laughs> that's something that's I would good. do. We, we, yeah, that's how you get. Um, we sort of live on like a uh, like the end of our street is a dead end, so it's not like and there is a circle you can get through but it's not like a super high traffic area yeah i'm down with that that yeah. should be the first thing on, on the to-do list when you're looking for a house if you don't want people to that's buy. literally the reason we moved here cold to sack it up so we have a trade deadline recap that we'll have next week in the podcast feed we have a trade deadline preview with jlc if you want to check that out great information there of course our best bets podcast is in the feed uh, debo some people want it at 8 a.m Debo's a tease. He puts it in at 10 a.m. And I got, do you guys know what our record was the four, me, Kenny, RJ, and Pete last week in our best bets? Out of uh, four people? Yes. So, four and uh, Let's say uh, uh, the total of games was 24. 24 games. We picked 24 games between the four of us, six games each. 18 and six. I know the record because Debo told me it before the podcast, and I am not going to guess. I'm taking, I'm recusing myself. Twenty. <laughs> it is impressive. So twenty wins, two losses, and two ties. That's pretty good. Who had the two the losses? Parlay, uh, <laughs> Pete and no, I went six and zero. Did you? Yeah, you've you've been pretty hot the last two weeks. ATS. I've hit two first round leaders in the last two weeks too in golf. I got uh, in case I, the there's one- a crash coming. In case you're wondering, I, I'm, I'm on some little Twitter website as a sharp now because I'm crushing my ATS, my against the spread pick. So again, speaking of uh, crashes coming, don't, don't even think about betting. You're, yeah, you're like 28 games above 500. What side is it? I don't know. I have to go look it up on Twitter. I didn't spend much time on it because I didn't want to pay it any mind. Right. But not spend much time. You mean print it out and send it to your wife immediately. Yeah. She's really pumped about Look, the fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is what you do all day. About. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. That's it. That's the Thursday night recap. And I hope Halloween is better than that game. We'll see you again. Check out the best bets feed chock full of, uh, actually actionable Friday bets. There's a ton of weather this weekend, crazy weather and possibly Cincy, definitely Cleveland, definitely Buffalo. Uh, where else? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's one more Chicago. All, all, all the best bets from Brinson's podcast. For tomorrow, we'll be in the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, Breach. We should promote that at the top of the feed. Uh, but you know what? Somebody doesn't put you in the rundown. Can't help you there. I'm, I like the bottom of the feed. That's that's my spot. That's fine. Uh, subscribe to the Pick 6 Podcast newsletter. John Breach writes it four days a week, which when you say it out loud, doesn't sound that it's a little impressive. weird. Uh, but he does a great job with it, and it's awesome content. See you guys on Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 